Hey guys, before we get started, Happy New Year. We're back. It is 2020. Got Matt and Aaron in the same room. I was just about to say, how come you're wearing a diaper with a sash? But I realize I've actually made that joke on another New Year's episode. <laughs> I did like I was like, oh, that'll be funny. I was like, because you already said it, you idiot. <laughs> we are doing our decade of films because it's 2020. You got a lot to go through here. Gonna be super fun. But before we do, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod and our website, launchpadpod.com. Now, let's get on with the decade of films. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. All right, welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. And Matt, happy New Year, dude. Yeah, happy New Year. We're this is just after the New Year. It's the first time we're seeing each other in like I guess like two weeks almost. Yeah, you traveled for the holidays, you brave man, with a baby no less. Fuck that. So Kent is <laughs> baby Kent, baby C is seven months old, and so many people have told us, oh, if it's under a year, it's a lot easier. I fucking can't imagine how the harder shit is if this is how difficult this was. He was pretty good considering, but like he was sick, he was crying, he was awake, he refused to go to sleep on a plane. We had, we hit the worst turbulence I've ever hit in my life. He slept through that, thank God. Although I don't know that he would care. Were you screaming anyway? What leg was your bad turbulence? The final one from Kansas City to Los Angeles. Wow. And oh, and the pilot said something. He's like, "Oh, sorry about that. That was unexpected. We went through a jet stream." He didn't say another planes jet stream but that's what jet stream is right it's called jet stream i think a jet stream is just four planes to get into and i think he crossed into i don't know what i don't know it's like the death star chasm from yeah but but in the air in the air exactly it's air. like you're supposed to go here and and the air will help carry you i don't know i'm not a pilot roomie this guy barely was either <laughs> <laughs> i mean we made it but sucky fuck oh. that dude it was uh i hate turbulence it was not the most holiday-feeling holiday season, at least. Oh, God, that sounds shitty. I've been sick the entire time, dude. Like, vomiting out both ends. Yeah, I was going to say, you gave me some descriptions of how sick you were oh, over the God. phone during the holidays, and I, I felt bad for you while laughing. So, yeah, it was just like, I had two weeks off, and Kate and I just moved back to Los Angeles from Georgia, and we are like, oh, man, we're going to investigate all these new restaurants, we're in a new area of town going to be great we're going to hang out we're going to go like on hikes with the dog and immediately it was like bleh, 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 dying. Uh, and then of course like two days into it she catches it too and so now we're both just like playing that game where you're like how long are you going to be in the bathroom no rush but you and know that was like, the first question i asked you was if you're is your place a one bathroom it's a or one two? bathroom yes, yeah. us too that's like a big deal so like there's this whole thing where you're like how long are you going to be like no rush you're yeah. in there right now, right. and I know you're hurting. Speaking but like, of jet stream, but yeah. like, do I need to clean out the sink or what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you tell me because I need to start preparing for the worst at this moment. Damn. Oh man, but it's the new year, man, and it's like the end of a decade. We're in 2020 now. It's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big. I mean, it's yeah, it's definitely the end of a decade. I saw a lot of people posting on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, woo. The did you have a good 2019? I had a great 2019. Yeah, I did too. Did you see a lot of people posting on social media about like, fuck 2019? I didn't like 29. I saw a lot of, at least my friends, both people I'm actually friends with and just, you know, social media friends. I saw a lot of people bitching about 2019. I see a lot of people bitching every year. Every year. I guess that's true. I mean, every year sucks for somebody. I mean, 
it's what you make it, man. I had a great year. I got a job that I love. I have a great podcast. I have an awesome wife. I have a cool dog. Uh, you know, it's going. Got a good little beard going. I got a sweet beard going. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> handsome boys. Harry, handsome boys. Harry, handsome boys. Harry, handsome sounds like we're stop motion animation skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple, oh, well, a while back, we did an episode about um, Elf on a Shelf. Oh, yeah. And I heard that there was like a little commotion in your in your abode shortly thereafter. We got here. It was like the first week I was here and I come home and Kate goes, hey, can you grab me the sriracha? I put that <laughs> shit on everything. And I open the door and there's a little red elf snitch fucker hiding in the fridge holding on to my beer. And I was like, oh, man, I got so mad. Uh, I, oh, fuck. Get down, Remy. Get down. What, 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 we're actually couch, we're crouching behind his couch. Look, look in the fake plant. Look in the, I have a giant fake plant in the back of my room. Look. Still. I'm pretending I don't see him just yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is an elf on a shelf hidden in his palm fronds. I don't know. It's a giant fake plant. It's ridiculous. It looks like the corner of a soundstage between shots, and they're like, all right, get all the jungle shit out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, this, this elf, and he's been fun. Uh, he poops marshmallows. <laughs> Thanks to our friend Taylor from Portland for sharing that information, telling us about that. So he's pooping marshmallows. He was pissing in my beer. He was choking me out. I saw the like, pissing in the beer. was great. Drank all my wine. It was, it, he, he was a, he's a nightmare, and he won't go, obviously. He's hiding in the, he's like, I'm, he's like, Going back to the North Pole sounds cold. I'm just going to hide in this foam frond until you're done. We had such a fun time doing that episode. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, check it out. A bunch. We've gotten a bunch of really good feedback, including a buddy of mine from high school, Colleen Schmeely, wrote to us. and <laughs> She said she hopes it's a yearly tradition. Did you see that one? What? Oh, really? Yeah. Where we talk about Elf on the Show? And, well, specifically the rhymes that we were doing. Those were fun. Yeah. Those, and were, th fun. those were a good time. Did you so. listen to the episode? I haven't listened to it yet. I want you to listen to it because I did a little editing magic for the beginning and I need okay. you to listen to it because I completely Frankenstein that. Okay. So Frankenstein the beginning? The beginning because there's a moment where we're telling a joke to each other, but the joke wasn't said on air, which happens sometimes. Like we'll be sure, laughing right, right, and, right. I'm out and, and I'll just hit record because it's like, well, the funnies is already starting. Yeah. I, I made a joke <laughs> about why my throat was was scratchy <laughs> yeah. and and you made jokes about it but then we referred to the it later time, right? the whole time right yeah 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 so i frankenstein the initial joke out of other stuff we had said <laughs> the episode. does it sound like this when you <laughs> no, i'm super good that's awesome well there's some behind the scene action too so if you have heard the episode now you know the truth if you haven't heard it yet check it out but uh while i don't know if, if either kate or i told you but literally while we were recording that yeah i texted your wife I was like, hey, I'm buying Aaron an elf on a shelf. Where could I send it to you to help me? That's so, so funny. So Kate and I were, uh, were ambushing you and sabotaging you with an elf on a shelf. Did you name Fucker. him? Yeah, he's piss water. Because <laughs> he, he waters down my beer with Does he know Dingleberry? Piss. Probably. <laughs> he's like, oh, don't mention I slept with her a couple of years ago. I never called her back. Wait, Dingleberry's a girl? I never got Yeah, that. Dingleberry's oh. a girl. Oh, okay. It didn't happen. Oh, Amanda said the same thing. It was either you or Amanda. If you're saying this now, it must have been Amanda. I thought Dingleberry was a boy. It's like, no, Dingleberry's a girl. Oh, interesting. Oh, huh. I don't know if that makes some of our rhymes better or worse. It's not all about sex, Rui. <laughs> <laughs> Dingleberry can be whatever 
it wants to be. <laughs> yeah, elves are not as binary about their sex as humans are. It's no. Not a, it's not a big... It's I mean, big I can't answer. tell looking at this little fucker. Look at those... Well, which part were you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we lit him on fire at one point. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I think he had a corkscrew in his butt. I don't know, man. It was... <laughs> that elf seen some shit. <laughs> I can I'd imagine that sh- that that elf seen some shit or that elf seen some marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> he made my cocoa delicious. He's supposed to go away at Christmas Eve, so I guess he's like, "Fuck that! That's a long <laughs> trip. I'm just gonna hide here until that'd next be Christmas. awesome if you captured him. Like oh. he tried to go back, but you're keeping him. <laughs> he got turned back at customs. <laughs> Santa's like at the North Pole. Santa's like strawberry. Dingleberry, marshmallow. Has anybody seen piss water? Where's piss water? All right, we're not fucking celebrating this year until piss water shows up. <laughs> it's like the army when, like, when they they do like the the roll in the beginning, and then He's not AWOL. everyone shows up. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are running laps, run elf laps, and elves can't run because it got stubby little legs. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh man. So yeah, with the decade, with the turn of the decade and the new year, everybody likes to make lists. That's like. Every website's like, we're making a list. Not me, and I'll give you six reasons why. <laughs> <laughs> and we are the Pulp Culture Countdown, even though we're ter- like, oh my God, that Elf on the Shelf Countdown was the worst. I couldn't think of a name. You asked me the name of this thing, and I was like, piss water. I couldn't think of a single goofy-ass name. I was like, Chuck, Steve, Bill, damn it. You were like Optimus Prime, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> took mine. You took the only one I had. Well, we made a list. Uh, this is my list, and I've put it out on social media. Some of you have already commented commented on it. Some of you have seen it. This is my decade in film, and I picked a couple films from every year in the 2010s that I liked, that I liked a lot, and would recommend to other people. And uh, I made this list, and I'm going to read it to you. You haven't seen this. Okay. We'll see where it goes. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Should I, All right. Do I need to put a seatbelt on or anything? You might need to wear a helmet. <laughs> I'm going to assume that there's some things we're going to high five and some things I'm going to shoot down. So 2010, let's start here. 2010, the beginning of the decade. Uh, I have Kick-Ass and Inception on there. Any any qualms with that? What do you think about that? You like quick Kick-Ass? Are you a fan of that? Kick-Ass was fun, but like the comic, I thought the movie... Kind, the movie I thought was better than the comic overall, Way better, I think, yeah. But I think it fell kind of short and it wasn't what... Oh. Um, Nicolas Cage I thought was shittily cast and it was the beginning of Nicolas Cage being like Whoa! beginning this was like in the middle of his crazy oh, weirdness oh maybe that, yeah. was it this after Ghost Rider and Ghost Rider 2 I mean I don't know if Ghost Rider and Ghost Rider it was definitely after Ghost Rider yeah <laughs> Ghost Rider and Ghost Rider 2 Ghost Rider's big adventure <laughs> <laughs> this is when people were like I respect that weird shit this is when they, he like gained respect for this movie I didn't. I think I was one of those people that saw that happening and was like, "I don't understand why we're on board with this." He, like, because mm. Nicholas Cage is—you can make the argument—he's never been the greatest actor, but he used to do the role correctly. That character, the way he portrayed that character, Big Daddy in Kick-Ass, that was his name, right? Yeah. Big Daddy. That was like a. Was it really? annoying? Yeah, I thought it was kind of annoying. Hmm. Well, I smell an episode coming. <laughs> Um, I loved Kick-Ass and I actually got to see Kick-Ass in a very early pre-screening of it. Mm. And it was, um, it was one of those things like I, I get an email, I get emails all the time that are like, come see a screening. And you know, if it says R-rated action or sci-fi or horror, I'm there. I'll Did go you see know it. what it was when you went into it? No clue. Just based on Kick-Ass action and R-rated? Didn't even say the name of the movie. It oh, was just R-rated action film starring this guy and Nick Cage. And I was like, 
I'm there. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, yes, he is over the top and crazy, but if he's in a movie, you're guaranteed to have either a good time or a great opinion sure. afterwards. Like, again, if you, if you had gotten an invitation, it was like Nick Cage in a remake of a classic 80s horror film, fuck yeah, you're there. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And also, I feel that that movie is one of those examples of something that going into it, I knew that public opinion was going one way with something, and I was like, it's got to be great for me to join on that bandwagon. Sure. And it was, which was Hit Girl stealing the show and being amazing. Awesome. Because in the book, that happens. And it's just, so, she's the Boba Fett of that world. It's yeah. so easy to just fall in mm. love with her immediately. Mm, and Boba I was like, Fett. we'll see. And they did that great thing where they gave you exactly what the, you wanted without pandering. Yeah. And they did that actually in both movies, I thought, with her, her, her and her character. She's great. The first yeah. time was amazing. When I saw this pre-screening, it was well before the movie was finished. So there was no music. And instead, they were using scores from famous superhero movies. Oh, okay. So when he's riding in the car... It's Batman. Mm-hmm. When he's putting on the costume for the first time, it's Superman. And let me tell you, that elevated it immensely. Yeah, I would see for that. Me. That would be very interesting, especially like given the subject matter. That kind of makes sense. Because right? when you're watching, you're like, "Oh man, he's doing the Superman!" Like it made it a thing. And then when he puts on the jetpack with the rocket launchers, it was "Ecstasy of Gold" by Neo Morricone, and it was incredible. And the crowd was on their feet because it just it really elevated it. And when I saw the movie finished. And got to see all the special effects in there, all the visual effects in there. It's a great movie, and I still was on board for it. But the music, like, I'll always have that moment when I watch that movie and be like, this was way better with somebody else's music in it. Yeah. (laughs) So that's my 2010 films. Okay. So 2011, I have two more movies. I have Cabin in the Woods and The Raid, both, which are some of my favorites of the decade. Cabin in the Woods is great, and I've just revisited that recently. That was a lot of fun. Cross-genre movie. Yeah. I didn't know going into that what it was. Did you know? I thought it was like a Truman Show thing. I did not know what it was going to be. Oh, see, I just thought it was a straight up horror movie. Yeah. And I thought it was self-reflexive and it was a, you know, a new age horror movie. I didn't think it was going to be Jason or something like that. I thought it was going to have a twist. I didn't realize that it was self-reflexive to the point of being almost comedic and yeah. was a whole thing unto itself. I thought it was great. I'm so I'm, I'm I'm actually really glad that you like that because I could quickly see where you were like, eh, other people like this movie, so thumbs down. <laughs> what do you think of the raid have you seen that the raid i have seen and i did like it a lot i don't think it's one of my tops of anything but it definitely was good and i do actually i, I and i didn't do research but if i was to do research i think the raid was at least partly responsible for ushering in this great new era of american action cinema and television and i think yeah. the raid was Either a catalyst or the catalyst. The catalyst. That. So I think that's amazing. There's, I know there's a ton of ripoffs. The raid came out and you have this actor, you have this stunt team, and it created Dread. Dread right. is a basically a ripoff. It's the same, thing. It's the same movie. But that is to me is what started the Dread is the one that brought it to America. But mm. I think the raid is is definitely the catalyst. And for me, the raid is one of those movies that you haven't seen it. Sit down and watch this movie. It's fucking amazing. The fight scenes are incredible. The choreography is amazing. And that's why it's on my list of, because like most people have seen Dread and they're like, yeah, cool. Or a John Wick. And they're like, yeah, that's great. Re- the, uh, uh, Dread was not a good no. redo of this movie. Not this at movie, all. Like if you've heard that they're similar, don't say, well, I saw Dread. It's not, it, 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 you got to see The Raid. The Raid is definitely something I would recommend. For sure. You know, like Kick-Ass is not a movie that I would tell someone, oh, you haven't seen that? You need to see Kick-Ass, but The Raid is. And actually, 
a lot of times when I say people mention that to me, and I wish I had said this when you said it, but my reaction should have been, Raid! <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> From what? Kills bugs dead. The raid. That was, that was, <laughs> the old, you might be too young, but that's how commercials. Used yeah, to be. I don't. I don't remember you know what commercials are. Uh, I've seen a couple. <laughs> I'll actually. I will actually pay money not to see them ever again. <laughs> I, I actually pay more money for certain things just so mm-hmm. I don't have to see commercials. That's how much I hate raid. <laughs> and then the can of raid would come down on a cartoon roach, and it would say, "Kills bugs dead." Yes, that's exactly what it does. That's what I'm buying it for. <laughs> Thank you. Like, I love it when you can just say, like, pizza tastes good in your mouth. <laughs> like, it's not a slogan. You're just saying what it does. Unclugs your toilet. Plumber's helper. <laughs> KY Jelly. Great for hard sex or making alien slime in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and dog blood. <laughs> Hilarious. All right, 2012. I have two movies here. This was tough. 2012 and 2013 kind of sucked for movies. Mm. Looking through, like when I was trying to make this list, I was like, well, there were a couple standouts. 2012, I have The Looper and The Avengers. And The Avengers has an asterisk next to it. Mm. I really liked the first Avengers because it was the first time I had ever seen an ensemble movie done well. Okay. Because up until this point, we had like the Fantastic Four movie. That kind of sucked. And like the Avengers did a group of superheroes that I was like, there's no way you can pull off how complicated this story will have to be. They pulled it off and they pulled it off. Well, I was super entertained. That was how I wanted to see it done. Since then, I've been drowned in that formula. I agree with everything you just said. There's really like, I can't even add on to it. The Avengers was good, but as an overall experience, it was lukewarm. It didn't do anything wrong, but I wanted more from it it really felt like the building block that it was where they were like, this is how these are going to be from now on. Mm-hmm. For us to do anything else, we have to put this one down first. And that's just how I felt. Well, for you, it was lukewarm. For me, it was a slam dunk. I came out of the movie like so impressed and so amped on it that I couldn't wait for them to do more of them. And I didn't know what I was asking for because now I'm like, oh. So that was your fault? You're the, you're the reason why uh, there's yeah. so many Marvel movies? They're like, Aaron, do you think we should do another one of these? I'm like, oh, yeah, give me like a million of them. I hope they never stop. I hope, I hope you get bought by Disney and you never stop making these movies. Uh, is it cool if we have Scarlett Johansson play a kick-ass Russian spy? You were like, yeah. Yeah, sure. Totally. Wait, is she Russian? No. Oh, can she act anymore? No. Well, she's good at action, right? No. <laughs> all right yeah crank out like 40 movies and then let's give her a solo movie and put her in a remake of ghost in the shell wait is she asian wait, at is she all asian all right put her in ghost of the shell too <laughs> <laughs> no I, I i think i agree with mo i think you liked it more than i did but i think we yeah. feel about it the same way i think my my after feeling you know what is what that came out in 12 uh, you know now it's 2020 yeah i feel like uh man, hindsight is hindsight. 2020 <laughs> Woo, i think we're gonna have hindsight all year. What'd you think of Looper? Looper, I love. I love But Looper. I love, I loved Ryan Johnson at that point already because I'd seen Brick. Have you seen Brick? Yeah, Brick's really cool. Brick was awesome. So I went into Looper with high yeah. hopes. And I think that if you could only watch one of those two, I'd suggest Brick over Looper. Maybe. But when did Brick came out? Or not in the 2010s. I was like a 2007 movie, I think. It was def- it I think it was, be- well, it was definitely before 2012. Use your, use your digits, man. My buddy Andy, Andy Curtis, he turned me on to Brick and it was, 
awesome. 2005. If you guys haven't seen Brick. And and we talked about it in... What, what did we talk about it in? But basically, we talked about how it's like a noir. It's actually... It is literally a noir. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the way they talk, the way it's shot. It's a noir set in like... Basically, high school, like high contemporary school, yeah. high school. Yeah. So it's in color, which not a lot of noirs are even But still. what are we talking about? We're talking about Looper. Looper's great. Looper Super was... A, cool. You know what? Looper is one of those things that takes a tough construct of time travel, tells the story of time travel type stuff very interestingly in a fun action sci-fi way. And also it gets extra points for subtlety. Amanda and I never have conversations like this. We were just talking about this movie the other day because this play, this movie takes place in the near future, like the very near future. And it's not futuristic. It's kind of like shit is getting cobbled together. So it's almost like if you're fucking, you know, charging your i your your newer iPhone but with an old charger that you're using a couple adapters for. Yeah. That's like how the vehicles look in this movie and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know it's not now, but it's not like this beautiful future yet, but it's also not a post-apocalyptic future or anything like that. It's like some people are getting more futuristic shit, other people still have the technology that we're used to now. It's showing a big divide in like wealth. So like the rich people have these yeah. beautiful homes and these gorgeous balconies. Whereas the poor people are living in the streets with, like you said, cars that are old, but have been retrofitted to mm-hmm. like use the new eco fuel, but right. it, they look like shit now. And it also is one of those movies, and I like movies in general that create their world building so without good. telling you like, this is what the money looks like. This is the cars that like, it just happens. And you're like, oh, so that must be their money. Oh, so that's their drugs. Like they don't Wouldn't tell you Wouldn't you watch like a that, movie that. set in the Looper world that- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would watch it immediately. I thought it was really cool. It had one of my favorite scenes of all time where- mm-hmm. I already know what you're going to say. This guy's been kidnapped yeah. and himself in either the future or the past, it's a little fuzzy at this point, is getting stuck, like as they're cutting him apart in the past, he is falling apart in the future mm-hmm. and stuff's like words are being carved into his arm and he's reading them so he knows where to go and like his fingers are disappearing and he knows that in the past, people are fucking him up a different version of himself. So that he's being destroyed in the future and his nose falls off. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's also got some great practical effects when they made Joseph Gordon-Levitt kind of look like a younger Bruce Willis. I didn't think you could pull this off. And I think I think for the most part, he doesn't pull it off, but they do it enough that you give it to them. Oh, and it's. I think it's that, you know, I just watched The Irishman yeah. recently. And a lot of people like, if you change an actor's eyes, especially yeah. a main character, like a De Niro or even someone like a Joseph Gordon-Levitt who you know. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> but like you change like, you know, an actor who you're familiar with, you change their eyes. It, your brain has a hard time getting over that, I think. Yeah. They do that to Joseph Gordon-Levitt in this, but it very quickly, you know, leaves your mind. And they changed a lot of other things, including his nose. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest change to make it look more like Bruce Willis's. And it works. Yeah. And he really does act and, and deliver lines and, and physically become Bruce Willis, I think, in a really believable way. So I'm a fan of Looper, for sure. Huge fan of Looper. Looper's one of my favorite time travel movies, too. And it's not the only time travel movie on this list. 2013, like I said, was another tough year. I only have one film on here. I couldn't find two films that I liked in 2013. Really? Okay. But the movie that I put on there was Pacific Rim. And I know a lot of people groan at this, but... The first one. The first Pacific Rim. I just threw up in my mouth, but continue. For a giant robot battle movie it delivered everything that i wanted the score is amazing the robots look cool the fight scenes are cool the creatures are cool it was a awesome tribute to 
the Godzilla movies, which you guys know we love Godzilla movies. I wish you guys could see my face right now because it's like almost crumpling in on itself with disdain. And I love this gentleman sitting next to me here, but what an asshole who I hate. Oh my God. But how could, what? It's like, do you like all monsters that look the same? You're going to love Pacific Rim. Do you like nighttime fight scenes? You're going to love Pacific Rim. You like rain fight scenes or fight scenes underwater while it's raining? You're going to love Pacific Rim. Do you like needless plot points where like two people need to fucking mind meld to control a robot? You're going to love Pacific Rim. I don't see a problem with any of those things because tell me <laughs> any Godzilla movie, Japanese Godzilla movie. We just bought the Criterion editions. Right. Have you watched any of them? Tell me there isn't a moment in every single one of those where you're like, yappity, yap, yap, yap. Oh my oh, God. Every I one. You're every right. Every single one Absolutely. of them. Absolutely. So true to that point, that movie I think was the best version you could do of a giant monster movie. It's not worse than the worst Godzilla film. We just mentioned time travel. Jumping ahead, do you have the second one? No. I love the second one. No. The second one is what I want the first one to be, of Pacific Rim, Pacific Rim 2, The Conjuring, or whatever it was fucking called. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was fine. No, because that was what I wanted the first one to be. It's almost like the what? shit that I just... Maybe I need to rewatch it, the, but it the was... The second one was so long about people and robots. There was n the monsters didn't even show up till the end of the movie. It was all people. It was t it was like oh my god. It was the it was everything that have I didn't a, want from the first one. Let's have a Pacific Rim night where so, we watch uh, one and two. This sounds like a job. This sounds like work. Let's have a Pacific Rim job. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, I was looking for a way to make that joke. No, I did not like Pacific Rim. Like I always break it down like this. Would I buy it? I would not buy Pacific Rim 1. I would buy Pacific Rim 2. You're like Pacific Rim 2 was all they were like, "Hey, all that shit you hated in the first movie, all that crypt you hated with people and like fighting about robots and like it was like what is it? What's that movie? Top Gunning yeah, about robots and like mm -hmm. dudes posturing about their fucking pilot skills. Oh, let's make an entire movie about that." And I was like, "No, all I cared about were the robots and the fighting and the monsters and Pacific Rim 1 delivered on all accounts to that. I'm sorry it wasn't in the weather pattern that you prefer, Rumi. <laughs> here's the thing, though. The whole time we're talking and telling jokes, Matt's trying to find other movies to add to You're right. It, to was a, it was not, I mean, Gravity came out this year, which I liked, but not enough to think about Not enough then. to put on my list. The Wolf of Wall Street was fun, but, like, who cares? American Hustle, fine. American Hustle, I hated. Captain Phillips was good. Like, who cares? Man of again, Steel, like, who boo. cares? Oh, Man of Steel, definitely boo. Iron Man 3. Mega boo. Because they had one of my least favorite characters ever. The kid who can fix Iron Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Iron. <laughs> yeah. That oh, that's true. That, that was the dumbest one. Oh, bleh, bleh, bleh. Uh, the Conjuring was okay. Uh, World War Z had cool visual effects, but boo. World War Z was better than I thought it was going to be, but not good. But again, you based it off of a book that's way better than the movie you made. How is that even possible? Like, how can you be like, yeah, 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 I know what that is. Fuck a cool book that you wrote. I'm just going to make a Brad Pitt movie instead. And that's what they did. Like, the book is amazing. I don't know if you've ever read World War Z, the book. The Max it's Brooks a, one? Yeah, it's really, really, really good. Can I good. tell you, I started reading it and I didn't like it because it took itself super seriously and also was like, this is how things are. It was like, zombies only do this. They can only walk. They can only walk forward. They can only do this. I was like, made all these things that I was like, I don't like how definitive you're being. <laughs> oh, geez, Rumi. It's a great book. It has some amazing zombie no, moments. You're right. This and is if you had made the good, movie. Yeah. This is not good. 2013, shitty year. 2014, though, I have... Wait. Olympus has fallen? Fuck that. I rescind what I just said. Olympus has Never fallen? Never seen it. <gasps> awesome. It's just a diehard remake. 
I, I understand, and I wouldn't disagree with that. Have you seen any of the sequels? All of them. The, even the new one, Angel mm-hmm. Rising or whatever? terrible. London Has Fallen, awesome. But London Has Fallen is like the sequel to me, the sequel to The Raid, where it was like almost too brutal at times, where I was like, I even if I suspend my disbelief, this is no longer fun because we're getting so hardcore here. See, see now, now that you say that, now, Raid 2, I agree with you, was almost too much, but I can never admit to that because it was so fucking awesome. I'm like, keep making those movies, guys. So, okay. No, so, Olympus I need to see that was good. White House Down was the same year, and that was, in my opinion, noticeably less good. But wait, what was the one that Olympus has fallen? I Olymp- should watch? It's the one with um, 300, Gerard Butler. Okay. Snowpiercer. Oh, wait. Snowpiercer was that year? Wait. I will also give you Snowpiercer. I really like Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer was good, but also it, it was... Is it good enough to put on my best, best of the decade Best list? of the decade? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think I'm looking at a list of things that happened during that year and saying that might have been one of the better things for the year, but it was not not best of the decade. All right, so what do you have? So fuck that year. What do you have for 2014? 2014 has quite a few good films. So I'll read you the 2014 list. There's a shit ton on here, okay? 2014 oh. took up a bunch. So. Predestination, Birdman, The Lego Movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ex Machina, Edge of Tomorrow, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and The Babadook all came out in 2014. Without looking, like without doing the research that you clearly did of the movies that came out each of these years, there are a bunch of contenders on what you just said. The Babadook was a great one. Ex Machina was a great one. Ex Machina is up there for... For me, best film of the day. I love. And when I first put out this list on social media, I forgot to put it on there. And it's, and I felt. And the internet broke. And yeah, well, yeah, people were like, dude, X Mock. And I was like, I know. Oscar Isaac came in and creepily danced for you. Yes. There were, there were movies that people were like, dude, what about, you know, yeah, John yeah. Wick isn't on isn't on my list of the decade. And we'll get to that. I don't know when it came out, but we'll get to there. Oh, you're damn right. We'll get to that. But people were like, X Machina. And I was like, fuck, you're right. Uh, fuck, I That's forgot a good it. One. And Ex Machina is, I think, one of the best films of the decade. Birdman, amazing. Birdman is great, and it's one of those, like... Technically, for what it does, too, is really sure. impressive. It really is good. It's just one of those, like, would I buy it? Would I rewatch it? Uh, oh, I would watch it anytime because of what it does. I love the single shot, and it shares that trait with another film on my list for 2019. Predestination is the one that nobody knows, though. Predestination is That's a time the travel prequel movie. to Final Destination. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no idea what that is. Predestination is Ethan Hawke in a time travel, like time travel police force movie. It basically answers the question: How do you become your own grandpa? So I like where this is going. It's incredible. It's really good. Was it theatrically released? I don't know. Here's the thing: Where'd you see it? I rented it. I had to. I had to rent it online. I paid like three bucks for it. It was really cool, especially if you like time travel movies. Yes, it only has like, it has a 3.6 on Letterboxd. It has a lot of faults. Some of the acting is god-awful terrible. Some of the plot points, you're like, wait, what the fuck? One character through the whole movie, you're like, the fuck is going on with this person's face? And then by the end of the movie, you're like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing there, movie. I get it. But that's weird. Why did you do it that way? But all in all, what a time travel movie is trying to do, the rules of time, like we said, Looper is a cool world for time travel to mm-hmm. live in. This is a really cool world for time travel to be living in. Okay. And I am, I, I cannot recommend it more if you are a time travel nut, like I am, for checking this out and seeing the world that they create, the rules they lay down, how they break those rules, the consequences for that. Really, really, really cool. And actually, my dad recommended it to me. 
So I'm on board. And for what's it. it called? TSA pre-board. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Rumi. Predestination, 2014. The Lego movie, so much fun. What a what a fun, super movie. fun, and it's one of those things. Why the fuck wasn't that made? You know, fifteen twenty. I mean, I I know technology, but fifteen twenty years ago. Yeah, but that's easily not on my best of the decade list. We've talked about Guardians of the Galaxy a million times over, but again, yeah, big thumbs. I mean, I'll just say big thumbs down from me. Oh, the huge big bonery thumb up for me. Little Waving raccoon in your face. penis. Yeah, <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow. Super fun, cool movie. A lot of fun and a really, really fun, really cool idea. Well acted, some good action sequences. They couldn't figure out what the fuck to call it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were and like, it's... hey, guys, we're called Live, Live, Die, Repeat. Fuck, no, we're Edge of Tomorrow. Fuck, we're, I, I, we can't change the billboards fast enough. They could not figure it out. What happened was this movie came out with a different name called Live, Die, Repeat, and nobody knew what the movie was called. It wasn't doing well, so they changed it to Edge of Tomorrow, and it suddenly was like a better movie. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, because people want to see like... That little edge, yeah, <laughs> on the side of tomorrow. No, I did. That was fun, and I liked that movie a lot. It's one of those movies that, like, if it was on Netflix or HBO, or whatever, and I was just eating a pizza and had nothing to do, I would throw back on. Yeah, easily dismissed for the decade for me. Hmm. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which was the first time I had hmm. ever seen a movie where, at the end, I was like, "Fuck, those were all fake CGI creatures." And I don't know if it's going to hold up in a couple of years, mm-hmm. but when I saw it, I was like, "Give that guy a Star Wars movie." That is. Mm. It had all the heart, all the action. Which one was this? Was this, Dawn, you said? This is the second one, the in-between. So it, it wasn't the one with James Franco. It's the next one. It's the next this one. This is the one where Koba is the antagonist. And they fight on the rooftop with of a tank rebar. And shit? Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. That was, that was, I don't know. Again, I don't know if it was best of the decade. I might give you one of the best of that year, but I, I don't know how long the best of the decade list is allowed to be. But I'm, I'm really impressed with the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes franchise, the, Planet, mm-hmm. the reboot franchise. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And the last one was good too, but again, I don't think it had the scope that you could that you could take it where it wanted to go, but it does set up the Planet of the Apes franchise really well. And that was the best one of that series. For sure. Babadook, like we said, I think Babadook kicked off a new era of horror in mm. really high quality really well thought out. That was really one of planned. my favorite horror movies of the decade. Definitely. Sure. And like It Follows came out that same year, which is also good. But for me, It Follows is like, eh, okay, cool. I like It Follows even more than Babadook, if not for anything else. And this is very unlike me, but because of the nostalgic value hmm. that it that it has, I think it does it without pandering, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you hate that shit when a raccoon does it, but... When... <laughs> <laughs> the same year and everything. Yeah, it, it, that's a main criticism I have of Guardians of the Galaxy. If you guys haven't listened to me say that before. I don't remember what episode we talked about that, but go to our raccoon hating episode. <laughs> <laughs> so 2015 has a couple movies in it, and one of them I know you hate. One of them everybody loves. Mad Max Fury Road came out that year, and that, again, boom, what a sweet action movie. Great, great setup. Just the title was wrong. That, that, it should have got the Edge of the Tomorrow guys to come and be like, what should we call this movie? They're like, oh, Furiosa? Yeah. Like, what should we call this movie? You call it Furiosa. You call it Furiosa, a Mad Max story. And then it's like when, yeah. when you listen to a, a, an album where someone else appears. Like when you listen to like Matt Corrigan's rap album featuring Aaron McLean. Yeah. It's like that movie was Furiosa Road featuring Mad Max. Now, here's an interesting idea. If you did that, that's a really smart way to keep a franchise going without it being stale with the same character. Like instead of Solo being the Solo movie, you should have called it like... 
the Woody Harrelson story featuring Han Solo. Sure. Well, then, it, but you you couldn't release the same movie though. You're saying shift the focus of the movie to a different character. Exactly. Yeah. And you have a major character because if people were like, oh, Furio, whoa, Mad Max is it's a right. Mad Max movie, yeah. awesome. But Mad Max is definitely not the main character of that movie, and I'm really glad they did it that way. Mm-hmm. But also, fucking cool movie. It was super cool. It looked great, and I know. So much practical things went into making a lot of those car chases yeah. and stunts and shit. Huge. So that's cool. And it's a lot of fun. That's definitely got replay value. Dude Bro Party Massacre 3, which was a sleeper hit for me. I fell asleep during it. Did you? <laughs> I feel like I started it and then turned it off. I think I did watch it, but it was mm. not. It was fun for me, but I've seen so many movies do that better. Uh, all right. It's well. certainly not best of the decade. Same with, Fury, with uh, Mad Max. Mad Max was fun. It might be one of the best driving movies of the decade, but I wouldn't give it. I wouldn't give it all of it. Mm, I loved it. I love that movie. It made me laugh so hard. And then here's one that I know you don't like, but it is on my list. Krampus. I guess overall, let's just let me set this straight. I didn't think Krampus was bad. It just wasn't what I wanted it to be, and what I think I think what I wanted it to be was attainable for the movie. It's not like I wanted it to be, you know, Citizen Kane and they didn't have the budget for it. Yeah. Like, they could have made that movie a little bit different and it would have met what I wanted it to be. I was just disappointed in it. It's not bad, but it's not my best of the year and it's certainly not on my decade list. But I know that you have a little a little Jingle Bell boner for it. <laughs> mm, yeah. I love that movie. I love what it did. It blew me away. I love Christmas movies as a genre mm. for the most part because I think they're super fun. But yeah, that one really stood out to me. 2016 comes a call in. I have a pretty big list of 2016, too. I'll read you the list. Okay. Deadpool, Train to Busan, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, The Girl with All the Gifts, and The Handmaiden. Okay, let's go in reverse order. The Handmaiden was a movie? The Handmaiden was a movie. It's a 1930s Korean film. It is an erotic heist thriller. Wait, what did you, just, did you say was from the 30s? It's a, well, it's from 2016. It takes place in the 30s. From 2016, it takes place in the 30s. Got it. Okay. And it is so cool. Tons of twists and turns. Really cool storytelling. Super sexy. Pretty creepy. Very, very cool movie. I cannot recommend this one enough. But I do warn you, it is pretty fucking sexy. When you say sexy, do you mean... like (laughs) The word sexy makes it sound like you think it is sexual and it turns you on. Is that what happened? It's an erotic thriller. I see what you're saying. No shirts the whole movie. Uh, it's, it's, Did, tell me the truth. Hmm? Did you wear pants while watching it? Yeah. The whole time? Yes. I watched it with my wife. Did she have pants on? <laughs> I don't know if she found it as exciting as I did, but fucking good movie. Worth <laughs> <Okay>. watching. <laughs> it's really cool. It's a period Japanese occupation. A young woman is hired as a handmaiden to a Japanese heiress who lives in a secluded life on a countryside estate with her domineering uncle. But the maid has a secret. She is a pickpocket recruited by a swindler posing as a Japanese count to help him seduce the heiress to elope with him, rob her of her fortune, and lock her up in a madhouse. The plan seems to proceed according to plan until the women discover an unexpected emotion. So the two women fall in love. None of that sounds sexy. No, it's awesome. You have to watch it. I, no, I believe you. I believe you. It's really good. All right. Handmaid's Tale? Nope. No, no. I never Handmaid. Said. No, I know. Okay. <laughs> Deadpool? Deadpool was great. I, uh, de- it was great. It was a good action movie. I like the sequel a little bit more pound for pound. Ooh. Like if I could only buy one of them, hmm. put it right next to Outer Rim 2. What was that movie called? Pacific, Pacific Rim. Rim. <laughs> Pacific Outer Rim. Deadpool was fun. I, I, I like it a lot. And it does, 
I think that jumped over Blade and all those other like badass superhero movies yeah. to be the no holds barred superhero movie. So that did good. I'm 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 with you there. Train to Busan. Fucking awesome. I only discovered that movie last year. So good, right? But it was great. It, and it was super cool. I would love I got some movie like now that you're saying that. In the next month, I'll probably go back and rewatch that because that was a lot of fun. I watched it on a plane and could not, like, I'm looking around for somebody. It's like, is anybody else watching the same movie as I am right now? Because it's fucking amazing. Like, because, you know, they give you the list and you're just hoping that you're like, if you look down the aisle, somebody else yeah, might so, be. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, this is so cool. What it's a, a good zombie movie. outbreak that takes place on an express train, right? Yeah. With a passenger train. Yeah. And it's great. It does everything that it should have done. It did nothing it shouldn't have done. It was shot well. It was uh, uh, good effects, good acting, good acting. Great movie. Really yeah. cool. Good idea. Rogue One, Star Wars story. Eh. I thought it did a better job of bringing Star Wars back to culture than Force Awakens. I agree with that. And I that Darth Vader better. shit? The Darth Vader shit was amazing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Rumi is jerking off an imaginary lightsaber dick while he <laughs> just went, well, he made that noise. That scene at the end with Darth Vader was great. The whole movie, I like that it was kind of like darker and not so cheery as Force Awakened. I think it was a better movie as Force Awakened. But also, that's how you do a prequel. It looked like it was set before yes, Star Wars. There was, yes, as I was going to say, aesthetically, there was a lot of good stuff. There was also like, that was the, uh, two ships ram each other at one point in that movie. Cool. I don't know if that was done practically or not, but it looks like two models. So I have to give them credit for at least making it look right. But the plot just made no sense to me at certain times. That was one of those movies that Hollywood was like, female protagonist. And I was like, I got it. They're like, troubled background. And I was like, okay. They're like, you like her now? I was like, no, you got to make me like her. They're like, yeah. but her parents were killed. And I was like, yeah, but that doesn't make me like her. There was a lot of tropey shit. They're like, blind samurai yeah. Jedi man. And no, like, it was like, I get it. It was not, it, yeah. it was shot well and everything. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. just wasn't. And I think it was a better movie than Force Awakens. Yeah. I'd buy Force Awakens because it has a better replay. Ah, uh, wait, maybe I won't say that. I take that back. Mm. It was a good movie. I just, not, not my top, not my top. And then Girl with All the Gifts. Have you seen that one? Is that the one where for Christmas a girl gets a launch pad t-shirt that's in reverse and also a Punisher t-shirt and also a Tammy and T-Rex Blu-ray? That'd be a cool movie, but no. It is, yeah. what if plants started growing little zombie children? So there's like this-, this Like that episode of Batman the Animated Series? Kind of, yeah. It's fucking incredible. It is. Is it American? Mm, it's British, and okay. it has it has a pretty good cast in it. Really good cast in it. Glenn Close is in it. If that does anything for you, I know the title because then I'm like, why haven't I heard this movie? It's like, oh, I have heard it. I just didn't know it was about plant zombies. So, spoiler alert: it starts with this woman in like a prison, and she's a teacher in this prison, and she shows up, and it's all kids like strapped to chairs, and they seem like normal children. You're like, what the fuck? But then somebody gets too close to one of them, and they're like, I want to eat you. I want to eat you, and you're like fuck, these kids are like wild animals. But one of the children is like, I want to be your friend. You're my teacher. I love you. And you're like, oh, damn. And she tries to escape with this little girl. But it turns out that like these plants that have taken over the world, these fungus that are killing humans, humans are dying. They're on their last leg, are growing like pod people children that would show up and be like, hi, I'm a little kid. And you're like, oh, no, little kid. It's dangerous out there. And then they eat you. Fucking awesome. Children zombies. Kids get fucked up. Like, there are scenes that are, like, aliens worthy of, like, military guys, like, get some <laughs> mowing down children. Oh, I believe you talked. Did you talk about this in our Yes, our we've talked kids about it. Yeah, we've talked about it in the past. I'm it's on board. It's not. So, this is the happening, too, you're saying? Basically, but way better. <laughs> better than the that. happening, too, 
better happening. How many Mark Wahlberg no are there in it? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> to indicate something bad happening. <laughs> I don't know. That looks good. That's that's a takeaway from this list that I would that I would like purposely try to watch. I yeah, no, worth watch. watching. All right, 2017 called. Has some good movies for you. <laughs> Hi, is this Aaron McLean? I have good movies for you. <laughs> I just like that was, that was a good introduction for me. <laughs> oh, thanks, 2017. I have, for 2017, The Babysitter and Baby Driver. Two movies that have baby in the title. I like a lot of baby movies. Yeah. <laughs> was this, what year is this? 17? 2017. The year of the baby? Yeah. Baby Driver was really fun. Yeah, Baby Driver is really cool. It had some good driving in it. And it's like, this is the point, though, where people are like, you're, you're skipping over, like, Avengers Infinity War and Avengers, you know, that kind of shit. I'm like, yeah, but I was already tired of it at that point. They're not bad movies. The Avengers Infinity War where, you know, he snaps and half the world disappears. Cool movie. I had mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it, but I'm not like, if anybody hasn't seen it, I'm not like, fucking do yourself a right, favor. Right, right, right. If somebody hasn't seen the- But Baby Driver is like that for you? Baby Driver is a movie that I think the soundtrack, the way it was made, and the stylization is just something that gave me a big high five. Like, I wanted to high five people over it. It was super fun. Came out with a big smile on my face. That's the kind of movie that I want to, I want to see. And I think if people haven't seen it, they should see it. No, you want to see an Asian movie about countesses in the old time being handmaidens and jerking people off or whatever happens in that movie. A dude has a dick guillotine in that movie, dude. And that's the movie you described as sexy. Just so everyone understands. Okay, there's a lot of lesbian sex in that movie. Very erotic lesbian sex. With boobs? Yeah. Nice. Boob guillotines? <laughs> no. There are no, no more guillotines. There's only one guillotine in the movie. The little tiny like... Psh, fuck you, 2013 or whatever <laughs> you do. <know. laughs> All right, so Baby Driver. What was the other one? The Babysitter? The Babysitter, yeah. That I didn't see. Was that a Netflix movie? It was a Netflix movie. Super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, has that alien face from Ready or Not in it. Samara Weaving. She's, you know, pretty good. She's good in that movie. Um, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's worth watching. It's a horror comedy? Yes. Okay. And it's very yeah, I funny. think I know what it it's is. A, it's about a little boy it. who's like got a big crush on his babysitter and he's like, I want, I just want to like her to like me. And just when he thinks like she's paying attention to him, it turns out they're going to sacrifice him for like a satanic ritual. Oh yeah. I did hear about it. I haven't seen it. I did hear about it's it. It's really stylized, really fun. Good movie. Do you think I would like it? No. <laughs> Why do you think I wouldn't like it? I think you won't like it because it's done in a super cool way and it knows it's being cool while doing it. Like speed, okay. speed ramps, cool explosions, like funny one-liners. It's kind of aware of itself in a certain way. It's one of those things, like I remember when it came out, because it's a Netflix original, right? Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things like when you start Netflix, it's like, oh, the babysitter. Did you watch this yet? You should watch this. Recommend it. It's trending. Watch this. How did and you it- feel about the Sherlock Holmes remix with What's-His-Face in it? Robert Downey Jr.? I can't help it. I love Robert Downey Jr. And that was just Tony Stark solving mysteries. And the fight scenes in that were really cool, coolly blocked so, so out. So you might fun. enjoy this. You might enjoy this. It just depends on if I have a stick up my ass that day or not. Yeah, pretty much. Like the kid wakes up, he's tied to a chair. All the teenagers are standing around him and they're, they got knives and they got, they're about to sacrifice him. Yeah. And he looks over to one of the guys and he's like, why don't you have a shirt on? And the guy's like, that's the question you have right now? Like, <laughs> okay. It, it, it's really stylized and it's really cool. It has this whole thing about like his dad won't let him drive the car. He's not old enough to drive the car. And by mm-hmm. the end of the movie, he drives the car. It, you know, it has a really cool arc to it. I think it's a good All movie. Right. I'll, that, I, I would put that on my checkout. It's one of those that I, it's like Netflix is one of those lists that I have mm-hmm. that like once in a while I will 
like I seem to put more on there than take off. Yeah. The babysitter is one of those things that I haven't even put on yet, but I'm like, ah, oh, one day when it's raining, I'll remember I'll our friends out. of the show. Yeah. Uh, the, the clearing the queue guys. Yeah. That's the whole purpose of their, is right. of their podcast. Yeah. Was, I'm not good at that. People keep putting shit on there and never take it off. And so that's, do you do that too on Netflix? Netflix, I do that I more with Netflix than on Amazon and Hulu. I, I I put tons of stuff on my Amazon queue and my my other queues. Netflix, whatever is there, I'll click on one of them. I I don't really mm. pay attention to my queue anymore. I've what I've tried to start start doing, and I do this more with Netflix than with the other ones. Is if I put Netflix on, I'll just say I'm going to click on one of these movies, and then I'll look through, and without fail, I'll do it. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm in the mood for, and I'll just go that one. And I'll just start it. I'll try it. And I, I finally started doing this thing. If 10 minutes, I don't like it. I used to watch a movie. If I put it on, I finished the movie. Mm-hmm. I started doing a thing where I put it on. If I'm not into it in 10 minutes, I turn it off. Mm. Or find something else. Yeah. Which isn't easy to do. It's actually really hard to do. It's like yeah, an yeah, addiction. Because yeah. you put a movie on, you're like, I've committed to a piece of media. It deserves my attention. That's not true anymore. There's so much shit out there. Yeah. That's like, if 10 minutes into like a shitty movie about a killer wearing like a clown mask isn't grabbing me, right. then I don't need to watch it. And I used to be this, I used to feel, well, I feel the same way as you do now, but I used to be in that mind frame of, I could tell you the movies that I had started and purposely turned off and not finished because yeah. they were so rare. Now you're right. There's such an influx of shit to watch and my time, because I'm so fucking great and have a kid that I have to keep alive. <laughs> but like, that I just texted my wife, hey, can you keep him alive tonight? I'm busy. <laughs> but like, because you have my time is so valuable, it's like if I'm going to sit here for two hours, I'm not going to fucking sit here struggling through something. Yeah. If you can't prove yourself worthy of two hours of my time in 10, 15 minutes, I'm go- I got to turn and, it off. And so now this is something that movies need to do. You need to keep my attention for 10 minutes. You need to have a dick guillotine. And then <laughs> you can't have a light. Like, there's nothing worse than a movie that starts out really strong and then the back half, you're like, fuck. Like mm-hmm. now I just want to see the end of this movie. Cause I still have that commitment factor Yeah, where I'm like, well, I, I got through three quarters of the movie, but I'm in the third act and I, I'm, right. Looking I'm, at my watch. Like, I'm done. <clears throat> Joker. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I haven't seen it yet. Another one. This is something Joker's not on this list. Cause I haven't seen haven't it. Seen and people it. Okay. are like, people are like, Oh no. It's so that's cool. the asterisk of your list is. I mean, I can't put it on there if I haven't seen it. I yeah. also like, Yes, there are great Oscar-winning movies on here that are fantastic. Right, right, right. Like, I, sure, they're great. You go, you want that list? Go, you know, AFI's got a great right. one. <laughs> go listen to AFI's bot. Yeah. 2018, I have a handful of movies here. I have Bad Times at El Royale and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which, like Ex Machina, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse might be in my top, top film. Of the decade? Of the decade. Okay. I would agree with, again, without researching, yeah. Spider-Verse, that's not a weird choice to me. I love that. That's one of those movies that when I walked out of it, and I think this way about movies that can do this, my mom would like it, my dad would like it, my sister would like it, and I would yep. like it. And we're all very different, right? All very. Amanda would like it if she watched it, you know? That movie was pure cinema joy to me. Like, I great. came out so happy, so thrilled, like, a little emotional. I was like, yeah, we, yeah, I agree. All wear the mask. Like, it was so good. That was, and, and this, this sounds silly, but like you said, we can all wear the mask, right? That's yeah. how you felt. Since I've had Kent, there's a lot, like, you view things a lot differently, even shit that you wouldn't expect. But that's one that you, I feel like you would kind of so expect. So when you're like, sucking boogers out of your nose, you're like, I'm wearing the mask today. No, but I, that's one of those movies that I would want him to watch. Yeah. Because remember when we talked with Zeb Wells? 
uh, Zeb Wells, comic book writer, director, uh, writer, director of Robot Chicken. Yeah, do I? We One were, of the best <laughs> interviews we've ever done. We were talking about Spider-Man as a hero. Yeah. And he said, Spider-Man is the hero that I would aspire to be. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's one of the coolest things we've ever, I've ever heard from someone that we've talked to. Yeah. And that movie is the epitome of that because it embodies not just doing the right thing, not just beating the odds, not just getting up when you're knocked down, but all of that and doing it in a fun way where you are the best thing that you can be. And I think that's what that movie is about. And it looks so cool and it's awesome. So it's good. The stylized Great music. Yeah, and, yeah. So perfect. The only thing, my only gripe about that movie. Can I make a racist joke here or no? <laughs> no roomy my gripe is proud people <laughs> no it was the asian with the robot roomy that's what i was complaining no just kidding i loved all the spider-man and women of that movie gwen stacy awesome <laughs> I was super happy to see uh, Spider-Man and women of other ethnicities putting on the <laughs> My gripe is that the whole thing relied on you having a cultural zeitgeist of like 10 years of Spider-Man movies. Yeah, that's true. Which, and I, I give it a pass because it worked so well, but it relied on the fact that you saw Spider-Man 3 with the shitty dancing scene in it. It relied on the fact that you were privy to the Spider-Man popsicle meme. It was Privy to the fact that you knew about the Spider-Man cartoon pointing gag, which the internet had made famous. It relied on all this cultural zeitgeist and pop culture to work in its jokes. And I always feel like a movie should not rely on you being having done your homework. But at the other hand, I had, so it worked. I Well, just to clarify what you're saying, the things that you're saying that you had to do the research and know about it, are you talking about jokes in particular? Or are you talking about for the movie to work? Because I think I, I the guess movie jokes works. in particular. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I feel like to me, that's the gravy on a movie like that. Yeah. If you're a nerd. Sure. That's the the Easter eggs in the Mandalorian where you and I could look at each other and be like, do you remember that from the Ewok miniseries? You know? Like, yeah. 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 We, we you and I get that because we're on that he same He just level. made a Gungan joke. Right. Like <laughs> my mom wouldn't get that. My dad yeah. wouldn't get that. But overall, they would still get the movie and like the movie. There's plenty of jokes for them, I feel like. And I think that's why that movie works so well, and that's why the jokes in the movie are worthwhile. I'm mm. If they took them out, you don't miss them. Right, But right. I'm glad they're there because it made me go, yeah, <laughs> yeah all right. fuck that popsicle. I'm on board. <laughs> I want those movies to be made. I want people to make more what movies What would the popsicle like look like after you fuck that popsicle? I mean, it'd just be a stick. It'd look like stick stickly. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about research and having to do your homework to understand a joke. Stick Everybody listening right now, raise your hand if you understand stick stickly. <laughs> wow, not that many. I thought there'd be more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, Spider-Man. Please comment in our, on our shit. Please comment on social media if you know what stick stickly is. Because yeah. now I'm, gen I'm genuinely Please raise interested. your hand on social media. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at launch. Without Googling. Don't yeah. Google it. Yeah. Just if you remember what stick stickly is. 2019, I have three movies on here. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Alita, Battle Angel, and 1917, which just came out, and I saw it Christmas Day. I haven't seen that one yet, so please don't... Uh, I will literally take my headphones off, and you can spoil something if you want, but I, I know what it's about, but don't do, spoil it. Do you it. know the gimmick, though? It's a lo one long shot? It's one long... 
Yeah. It's too long shot sure. if you want to be technical. I do. It's fucking amazing. I won't spoil it more than that. It's fucking amazing. Do the good guys win? Um, it's World War One, so sort of. Was there really any winner in the Great War? I don't know. Not the Germans. <laughs> uh, Austria did not yeah. win. <laughs> Actually, America made out like bandits on their weapons sales yeah. to other ching, countries. Ching, ching, ching. Ching, ching, ching. Capitalism. Woo, 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 woo. Um, I'm dying to see that movie. That's actually something I'm specifically oh. going to go see next oh, week for amazing. sure. Kate and I bought tickets when we went and saw Star Wars the week before, and we were so pumped for it. But I'm always worried about the hype. Because I'm like, yeah, it's going to be technically amazing. There's one long shot. Can you pull that off? Yes. Amazing. Is it going to be a good movie? Because if it's one long shot and the movie is, it's like just an okay war movie. It's a good movie and technically incredible. Did you guys wear doughboy helmets when you watched it? <laughs> I wish. Did you see Elite Battle Angel? I did not. Super fun movie. Was it? Deserved way more, way more clout than it does. I think it was a world building exercise, beautifully well done. I want to see a sequel. Movie, right? Yeah, I want to see the sequel to this movie. I feel that either you or someone else told me that what you just said—that it was way better than they anticipated and that they would definitely see it again. It was one of those. I remember when it came out, there was like a day or a weekend where Amanda was going to be gone, and I remember looking at that and being like, "I would go see that," but it wasn't like. Like 1917, I'm going to see next week. Yeah. I, I'm off next week from work. I'm going to see next week. For sure, I'm going to make a point. Battle Angel was not that for me at all. I was like, I have an hour. I have a pizza. I'll throw it on. And was blown away. Like, holy shit. This is the best hour I could have spent. I was like, it's this or some other shitty movie. This was by far the best choice I could have made in that hour. Why was it so good? The action in it is really good. Mm -hmm. It's very CGI, but the effects are incredible. The story's good. You care about the character. You think, she, like, she's a hero. Yeah. She's the hero that you want. She, You want her to succeed. Would Zeb Wells want her to succeed? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't wear enough spider garb to mm. maybe appeal to him, but sure. he might enjoy that movie. We'll have to ask him when we see him next time. She's a robot, right? Yeah, but she's like the most advanced robot ever made. All of her is robot? Yeah, every little bit. No, Rumi, it doesn't this work. This is why like you didn't know the sex of your fucking elf. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it works. She has creepy eyes. Racist. She's Asian. <laughs> no, she has monstrously huge eyes. That's Asian cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> but, but funny. <laughs> we love everybody on our show, but we got to make jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny as fuck and godzilla king of monsters come on that movie was a lot of fun godzilla was a lot of fun i have nothing against it it's not a movie that i think of when i think of the best movies of a decade but it was really fun it delivered i think it delivered more than the prior godzilla uh gareth edwards godzilla uh i thought it was really really fun it looked good it definitely has replay value i don't really i don't remember how amazing it was i mean it was amazing. It had King Ghidorah, had Mothra, had Rodan, lots of fucking cool shit happening. And for an American follow-up to a movie that I'm pretty meant on, the first Godzilla, Gareth Edwards Godzilla, or whatever it is, I'm just, eh, it's okay. But this was like, this is what I want in a Godzilla movie. And all the bullshit human stuff was pretty tolerable for a bullshit human part in a Godzilla movie. Okay. I, I mean, I'll give you that. I'm, I'm fine with that. 
I have to say, you mentioned in this list, you've mentioned one of the Avengers movies. Yeah. But you didn't mention the Spider-Man movie. I like both Spider-Man movies, but the, the standalone Spider-Man live action movies. Oh, Homecoming and Far From Home? I like those way yeah, better than any of the Avengers one. It's not anything, again, I don't know if it's top movies of the decade, but I like them a lot and I like them better than the Avengers ones. I also would put um, Civil War on there. Civil War was probably my favorite Avengers. Well, it was Captain America. Sure. Yeah, that was a good movie, Avengers too. Movie. Yeah, that was a good movie. But, um, like, again, for those movies to exist, it's why Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was better than those movies. Like, just all the bullshit that surrounded them, Marvel making another Spider-Man movie, and Tom Holland, and having Iron Man in it. I was like, I don't care. I don't care. There were fun movies, really fun movies. Really good Spider-Man stories. But, like, there was so much stuff around it that I was just like, okay. I get that, and I'm I got nothing. I, I have nothing against that, but I would definitely put some of that on there more than some of the Avengers movies that you mentioned. And then you 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 mentioned it before as like a tease. I cannot. I almost can't believe that you didn't include John Wick because for me, that was and continues to be boner inspiring. Like that first one, and I also love the third one. The second one, very forgettable, very much the same as any other action movie. But the first one, for sure, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, oh, really? what? You showed it to me for the first time. We watched it together. You were like, you haven't seen this? You came over, put it in. I watched it and went... Did you hey, see my jaw hit the floor? Yeah. I mean, they killed the dog. Dude, first of all, don't even say it like that. They kill the dog. Well, there's like the attack. Then it, uh, it fades out. And when it fades back in, you follow a bloody trail. From where the dog was beaten to where it crawled next to him and died next to him. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I hated that. I don't want to see that in a movie. No, I agree with that. I but mean, I'm almost off a franchise because of how they handled the killing of a dog. I guess... Well, it will... <laughs> I'm almost off of three movies and the fight scenes were just okay. I can't believe you just said that. Go watch John Woo movie. Go watch hard-boiled oh i'm not saying but I'm, that's the thing but what year were those movies way earlier and we haven't done better yet well that's, but that's what i'm saying i feel like uh maybe to a no to a similar extent the horror movies of like the 90s and 2000s sucked so bad again i'm, I'm generalizing but i think a lot of action did too i think john wick begins to usher in the action that you and I want, at least in general. Sure. I'm not saying it never did. I'll be like, like hey, okay, good job. You did the best bullet ballet since like the mid eighties. Is that something we want to be proud of? Yes. Well, at least get, I would at least give it the credit that it's due because I feel like when a lot of movies are doing shaky cam, shaky cam, shaky yeah, cam, bullshit. cut, 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 cut. This is doing long things. And I also feel like it's not the first time that we've done gun ballet or gun cutter. But it is one of the better examples of it. A hundred percent. And I'm and I guess the reason why I I think they're worthwhile is because I want more gun action movies to mm, come out. Okay. So sure, John Wick is fun. The some of the best action choreography I've seen, but for me it's generally forgettable compared to like like I said earlier, the raid. Okay, I wouldn't I wouldn't debate that per se. You're giving John Wick more enough credit that I'm I'm not upset. It, it, and it deserves credit. I don't want people to be like, you don't like John Wick? No, I, I don't not like John Wick. I just didn't care to see the other two films over. You definitely know. Well, if you take my opinion for what it's worth, you can skip two entirely. There's not even really any good sequel. Well, the, 
There's not great sequences, and it doesn't measure up to the first one. The third one has some really cool fights. I've like, seen some VFX breakdowns for the mm-hmm. third one, and I'm like, him on a horse fighting motorcycles looks amazing. It is, and it's like one of those, if you don't have the pay, I have the movie if you ever want to watch it. Okay. If you don't have the patience to watch the movie, at least watch like a supercut of the action sequences. Sure. Because like the, f- really the first, like, you know, like you, you think of the pacing of an action movie, mm-hmm. the first fight or so that really gets the, you know, sets the tone and amps up the movie is fucking baller. And I was like, okay, I'm with you already. And even if the rest of the movie is subpar, the opening was fun enough. Yeah. But there's another fight later that he does with Halle Berry, who actually does a really good job. There's another. Uh, she was Catwoman, Rumi, of course. Me and my sister saw that movie in theaters. Oh, I'm sorry. No, we are not. It was a great, it was a great experience. Huh. But there's something else that happens later where it sets it apart from the other two movies, and it also it uses something in the fight that I don't really know that we've seen used before. At least not. Is it a penis guillotine? <laughs> that was one of the best callbacks I think you've ever made. Um, <laughs> no, I won't ruin it because it's 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 pretty cool. But check it out. Is it erotic? <laughs> Sexy as shit. <laughs> well, I put this list out online and people were like, cool, cool, cool. Most people enjoyed it. But again, people were like, no Joker. I'm like, haven't seen it. No Avengers. I'm tired of it. But yeah. Avengers Endgame is a great movie. I don't knock it. Yeah. I saw it and was like, wow, this is way better than I could have expected it to be. Mm-hmm. I'm actually like, it got me a little emotional. I got really into the story. I thought the end battle was cool, but I didn't care. I didn't care going in and leaving. I go, Wow, you made me care about it when I watched the movie, but I'm not going to buy it. I'm never right, going to watch right. it again. Yeah. Um, something that people were saying, no Fast and Furious. And I was like, I have never seen a Fast or a Furious movie. What? I've never seen any of them. There's, hmm, I'm trying to think. There's one that's great. First of all, it's certainly not a series that you need to watch in context or in order. There is definitely entries that you can just completely not watch. You don't need to care about it. It's, I mean, just watch the car driving. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, it doesn't matter the story. It doesn't matter who's on the side. Do I need to watch the first one? No. I mean, if you want, like, to know, like, they're, you know, the two main characters are obviously, they have a relationship that evolves throughout. So if you start with four, you might not know how they met each other, but it does not matter. Mm -hmm. And it's like, do you need to watch Rambo one, two, and three to understand his mental state at the beginning of Rambo four? No, it doesn't fucking matter. You're just watching him to shoot people. You're just watching Fast and the Furious to watch cars drive. And I think I have to look, but I think it's either I think it's six, either six or seven is like fucking awesome driving and action sequences. And there's a couple other sequences that are good, but it's certainly not a franchise that makes the best of the decade, in my opinion. Okay, it might be like best driving or best stunts or action. Maybe then I'd reconsider if we were just narrowing it to that focus, but certainly not of the decade. So yeah, that's my decade list. There was a movie that I haven't seen that I really want to, and I saw you looking it up. Frozen 2. Yeah, but a different one with zombies. Yes. One Cut of the Dead. Haven't seen it. Just watched it the other night. Yeah? And? I fast-forwarded through a chunk in the middle. Okay. Forget. It wasn't wasn't the movie's fault. Okay. So for those of you guys who don't know, One Cut of the Dead is a 2017 movie. It was made in 2017, but released in 2019. Uh, A Japanese horror movie. The first, I think it's like 45 minutes or so, 40 minutes of the movie, but it's a good chunk, is one cut. And I don't know, I have to read more into it to see if it was literally one cut or if it were cuts in there. But it, it is a, it opens with a zombie attack 
that's very lackluster and slow. It's an old school Living Dead, Night of Living Dead kind of zombie attack. And then you hear cut and the director walks in and you realize you're watching a film being made. Then you, real, then you realize that what you're watching is actually also firsthand footage. So you're seeing a, a, a director talk, but you're seeing it through one of his camera's eyes, one of his camera's lenses. As they start talking, a real zombie attack happens. And this whole fucking thing happens. So you watch this one cut zombie movie that's roughly like 35 or 40 minutes long. And it's really cool. It's done really well. It's a lot of fun. Then it cuts and credit or ends in credits roll. But I'm watching this on, I think it was like Shudder or something. And there was still like an hour and change left. And I was like, what? And it goes into the direct, uh, this company calls this director in who we just saw in the movie. And they pitch the idea to him. They're like, you're a commercial director. You've done some cool stuff. We want you to direct this one cut of the dead movie. So now it's like a self-reflexive, like holding the mirror up to its own face thing where it's talking about making this movie. And it was funny, but I was like, I didn't really want to watch a funny movie. I wanted to watch this horror movie that, and the movie takes itself seriously, but it's, you know, it's a little funny, but it's not a comedy. When it cuts and then it starts, then it's like a regular movie and there are cuts in it. And it's showing this guy goes home and he talks to his wife and he's like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And it was interesting. But that night I was like, I don't really feel like watching that movie. So I fast forward. Then the last third roughly of the movie is a third person point of view of the first 45 minutes. So it's almost like you're watching behind the scenes footage of them making the one cut thing. I wish I had watched this because it would tie perfectly in with my first film on my decade list, Inception. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's pretty good. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. At least, I mean, I didn't watch that middle chunk, but it did seem like it was good. But the first and the first and put it this way, the first, and I, this was like last week, the first and last made me want to go back and watch that middle chunk. That's funny. Really fun. Well, guys, what is your list? What is on your films of the decade? What are your favorite Fast movies? Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, Fast and Furious 3, Tokyo Drift, 4 Fast and 4 Furious, <laughs> Back to the Future, 5 Furious Fast, <laughs> Fast and Furious Hell, 666, <laughs> Lucky Number 11 Furious. <laughs> <laughs> the prequel, Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> the Banana Splits movie, Fast and the Furious. <laughs> the DC version, Flash and the Furious. <laughs> Mad Max, Fast and the Furioso. <laughs> the monkey version, Fast and the Curious. <laughs> We're just riffing. These are not something that we pre-talked about at all. <laughs> The courtroom drama, Fast and the Juriest. Uh, the Holy Water version, Fast and the Puriest. <laughs> Ooh, no one is laughing. The, just the Bollywood version, Fast and the Curriest. <laughs> hey, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> but terrible jokes and bad puns. No one is. Everyone is turned off right now. Everyone has gone on to a different episode. <laughs> They're like, of a different podcast. <laughs> Launchpad, dad joke. Like, what was that AFI podcast you talked about with their... <laughs> <laughs> 
clearing the queue, they mentioned a better podcast than this shit. <laughs> Let us know on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod and our website, launchpadpod.com. Guys, we have some amazing stuff coming out this year. 2020 is going to be the year of the Launchpad podcast. Yeah, we have some really cool stuff yeah, in the pipes. Really We've been cool stuff. Some crowd work for some fun interviews. You and I have a list of really cool ideas we want to do. Yeah, There's we're going to do some of them, yeah, too. Yeah, we want to do things. <laughs> There's some things we want to do. We have all these great ideas, and we're actually going to do a couple of them. But uh, yeah, keep up with us. Thank you so much for supporting us in 2019. It was a good year for the Launchpad podcast. It was. I know we were a little all over the place. Having kids and being apart is difficult, but uh, we hung in there for you guys. So thank you for hanging in for us. We really appreciate that shit. And uh, we're just going to keep killing it. Uh, we're together for a few months in LA. We're going to be kicking out some amazing stuff. We're going to be doing some amazing interviews. We have some awesome stuff geared up for you. So can't wait to show you. Rumi, let's blast this thing off. No lights above. Yeah, That's no good. lights in this apartment. All right, we're the Rocketeers and we are out. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one. We are all engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.